Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Sunny in Phoenix podcast, a weekly podcast where we three Suns fans talk to you about Phoenix Suns stuff, and maybe you can learn something. Uh, I'm Mitch Crumpetich, and I'm joined by David McGraw and Charlie Erling. What's good? What's good? Yeah, it's kind of, you know, it's a little different. It's been a while since you posted and all three of us have been here. And, uh, That's right. you know, it only took you like 10 tries to actually get the intro out. So <laughs> it's good. We have some good material for the blooper reel. Absolutely. And, you know, uh, I just had a real busy day today and asked Mitch to take over for this episode. And, you know, I'm just here to spitball about Devin Booker on episode 69 here. That's right. It is episode 69. Today is the Devin Booker appreciation episode. Make sure to get a hold of us on social media. Our Twitter is at SunnyInPHXPod. Our email is SunnyInPHXPod at gmail.com. And check us out over at our new host, the Deepish Thoughts Podcast Network, over at DeepishThoughts.com. Thanks for listening to the Sunny and Phoenix Podcast. If you'd like to further support the show you can head over to tpublic.com slash user slash sunny in PHX. That's tepublic.com slash user slash sunny in PHX. We've got t-shirts, mugs, phone cases, all kinds of stuff. You can get our famous cheese is warming up design or just one that says sunny in PHX. Again, tpublic.com slash user slash sunny in PHX. And go Suns! This episode is the equivalent of a shit post on Reddit. <laughs> yeah. This is what happens yep. when you have a crummy team and it gets a little... It, we're into those playoffs. There's not much for us to talk about right now, Phoenix Suns related. We did a way too early draft episode last week. We recognize that. <laughs> but it was a dope so, draft episode. It was good. I thought it was good. It was a good episode, but it was a little early. But what I'm getting at here is... We're having some fun with it tonight. We put one of these out for you guys every week. We love that you listen. But, you know, we just wanted to have a good time tonight. We hope you guys enjoy it, too. We're here on episode 69, and we're talking about Devin Booker. So, before we get started with our our real talk, I want to go over some basic numbers for... Our beautiful baby boy, Devin Booker. Drafted with the 13th overall pick in 2015, Devin Booker exploded onto the scene from out of nowhere, and he averaged 13.8 points in 76 games played in the 15-16 season. He started 51 of those games. No one really knew he was going to be the amazing talent that he was, but once we figured that out, he started starting games. He averaged 27.7 minutes per game, and along with those 13.8 points, he also averaged 2.6 assists, 2.8 rebounds, 0.3 blocks, and 0.6 steals. He had a decent season. We were all pretty excited. He came in after a lot of work over the summer, and in the 16-17 season, Devin Booker started 78 games and played 78 games and had a huge improvement in points, averaging 22.1 points. The rebound numbers went up a little bit, 3.2 rebounds. Assists went up as well with 3.4. Blocks still at .3. Steals went up to .9, leaving his career stats at 18 points per game, 2.8 rebounds per game, and 3.0 assists. Uh, He is a very good shooter, career average of 35.4% from beyond the arc. And uh, last season he shot 36.3%, which was an improvement from his 34.3 in his rookie season. Along with that, he's a decent free throw shooter, career average 83.5%. Dipped a little bit in his second season as he had 83.2% from the line as compared to 84.0% in his rookie season. Yeah, you know, I think the original consensus was a fear of drafting Frank Kaminsky. Not necessarily a fear, but I feel like a lot of people that were hardcore into the Suns just felt like we were going to end up drafting Frank. And then as draft night went on and Justice Winslow dropped and 
Frank got picked at nine with the Hornets, there was not really that much of a sure bet of what we were going to do. Um, I feel like campaign what Cameron Payne was thrown out a little bit. We just really didn't know. We just kind of, I felt like there was this foregone conclusion that we were just going to end up drafting Frank Kaminsky, and when that didn't happen, and Devin Booker showed up. A lot of people thought that we needed sort of a combo guard. I know I originally thought that we should try to go for some sort of forward because of the fact that we had that Brandon Knight, Eric Bledsoe um, going on. We had just brought in Brandon Knight. We had just gone through the whole three-point guard thing. We felt like we were still very point guard heavy. And I originally remembered that us picking a wing was something that I wasn't too fond of but knew that we needed to pick some sort of either shooting guard or small forward hybrid going on and then Devin Booker showed up and I know there was a lot of talk originally about him getting picked by I think Miami he was draft he was uh pinpointed at but with Justice Winslow fall it kind of ended up being Justice Winslow with Miami and then it was the question of okay is Devin Booker gonna fall to the Suns and I think that's what most of us kind of thought, felt at that point, was that we were probably going to end up getting Booker as a wing, known as a three-point specialist in college, not known for really much else, and just thought of as the possibility of having a Clay Thompson upside. And, you know, he may not have a very similar game to Clay Thompson at all now that we've seen him play, but I think going into the draft, that's what... We thought of him, and as we were able to really get him as a steal originally when people thought he was going to go to 10, go at 10 to Miami, it was um, it was kind of a decent surprise. So how thankful should we be that Michael Jordan, shortly before the draft, said, if Frank Kaminsky is there when we get our pick, we're taking him no matter what? Because a lot of us thought, as Suns fans, that, hey, we're probably going to be getting Frank in this draft. So... I have a bit of of a conspiracy theory behind this. I think that uh, Michael Jordan knew the greatness of Devin Booker. He could see it in him. Like during the combine and during that freshman year at Kentucky, he could see it. But he just couldn't be surrounded by it. He couldn't see Devin Booker go to practice every day and just get nasty on everybody. And you know MJ likes to play a little one-on-one with his guys. And I think he would have been a little afraid if Devin Booker challenged him to a game. So I'm pretty sure that's why the Hornets passed on him. I think that's a very reasonable conspiracy theory. That makes a lot of sense to me. So, yeah, we've all kind of mentioned the uh, spot-up shooting ability, which is definitely there. And I remember when the Suns picked Booker at 13. I was excited just because I knew he was a good three-point shooter. And I kind of thought that's all he would be. But he's turned into so much more than that. I was one of those people who thought that we would probably be taking Kaminsky as well. But we didn't get him, obviously. And I remember watching some tape of Booker and just not knowing a whole lot about him. He wasn't a starter at Kentucky or anything like that. But it didn't matter. So I, I was just super pleased with his rookie season because I had literally no expectations But I remember coming into Summer League, Booker struggled at first uh, with his shooting. And that was something that was kind of scary. But it was a weird point for the team where they didn't have much of an identity. And we didn't really know what direction they were going to be heading. So I wasn't like super nervous or anything. But... I'll admit I was a little bit confused. But once that season started and he started to get like really into his groove it was a super exciting time right and you know talking about a team that didn't really have a direction they didn't know where they were going after that crazy season where we almost made the playoffs we were tied for the best team to never to not make the playoffs so like we didn't know where we were going after that we thought Knight and Bledsoe as funny as that sounds today (laughs) we thought that Knight and Bledsoe was going to be a solid backcourt for us moving forward. So, I mean, before Booker, there really wasn't an identity for this team. 
And I think that's one of the main things that, like, aside from him being a superstar, like, we have someone we can build around now. We we know we have a guy that's going to be a, an all-pro someday in this league. So that, that's just big time for us. We We know where we're going now because of Devin Booker. Yeah, I mean, if you want to talk about our identity beforehand, the second half of that season where Brandon Knight was kind of injured, really we didn't have much else. We were starting Eric Bledsoe, P.J. Tucker, Marcus and Markeith Morris, and Alex Len, and we were kind of just going out with a very low-spacing, <laughs> all-defensive lineup almost, and just playing ball that way, and we ended up not getting a whole lot of wins as compared to the previous year. There was already people starting to say how we sold low on Isaiah Thomas beforehand, right when we traded him, and we kind of, as Suns fans, I feel like almost, we're trying to compare that and say well we basically got him for nothing and we turned him into a late first rounder so at least we got value back from him with the sign and trade from the kings but i mean at that point we were already getting heat from that we were getting heat from the dragic situation in general but then comes along devin booker and our setup at that point was thinking that brandon knight was going to continue to have the season he was having in milwaukee where he was basically their entire offense at some points and the only real spacer they had. And that really showed when they traded him and brought in MCW and they really didn't have any spacing whatsoever and kind of limped into the playoffs. So there was still a lot of high on brand tonight at that point. We thought that Devin Booker would be able to possibly turn into a sixth man type of the year kind of player. And then he... I don't, I don't know if what it is but I remember us talking originally we hadn't started the podcast yet and we were just writing the articles on multiple sources at that point and we were talking about how I know at least I was how we should just give Devin Booker more minutes after the first like three games and he was shooting like 68% from three and all this stuff in like three minutes a game I, I really felt like we just needed to play Devin Booker more and we didn't really have another option. I mean, we had Ronnie Price and Sonny Weems as our main guards <laughs> off the bench. <laughs> and I, I just remember at that point, I, I guess we had Archie Goodwin too, oh, yeah. but I just remember at that point just thinking like, man, we should just give Devin Booker all these minutes because, I mean, who cares? I felt like we were going to be a, at best, fringe playoff team, and those aspirations died rather quickly. But I still felt like even if we're trying to give these guys minutes, we should just give Devin Booker these minutes and just say, screw it. Because there's something special about this kid in the first couple games of the season. And maybe it wasn't there in summer league, but I felt like the starting games against the Mavs in Portland, because we had the, that back-to-back against Portland, which was really weird. And it was the Steve Nash ring of honor game. And then it was Halloween and they were back-to-back and it was against Portland. And I just remember watching Booker hit some threes, not really do a whole lot. And I just thought, man, I don't care. Like, I, I just want to see this kid play more. I, I don't, there's nothing else. And I think we message back and forth about it. It's just like, let's just give Devin Booker more minutes. Like, even if he's just a spot up three point shooter, he's going to be better than Sonny Weems or Archie Goodwin because they're just going to drive and or not get like touches at all. So let's do that. And I felt like I feel kind of awesome that I, that we were very early on that bandwagon of just give him as many minutes as possible it's going to be one of those things where i feel like we'll be the yeah no i like that before it was mainstream and uh people just like yeah whatever whatever grandpa (laughs) isn't it funny to think that sunny weems was getting more minutes than devin booker at one point in booker's rookie season just the comparison of player there that's pretty it hurt my soul even then and now it hurts my soul even more (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Sonny Weems sucks really bad. So, uh, Tell us how you thank, really feel. Thank it. you, Jeez. everyone, for joining us on episode 69 of the Sonny and Phoenix podcast. This is the Devin Booker appreciation episode. So now let's let's talk about uh, the the most recent season and our thoughts on our baby boy Devin Booker and it. Well... Just just look at the numbers. Look at the 70-point game. Started every game he played this season. It's 
it's almost turning into like a, a fairy tale for us Suns fans. We've we've been waiting for something like this for quite a, a while. Fairy tale where we lose fifty eight games still. Yeah, <laughs> a, a beautiful one. It it takes a while to progress, but when it gets to the the cl- the finale of it, it's that's it's where all it's worth at. It. To get that eight seed and lose it. to the Warriors. <laughs> you need to have a little more patience, Mitch. I don't know what got that's into true. you tonight. That's but. true. So, do you guys remember? Throughout the majority of the season here, we saw Devin Booker drop how many 30-point games? Uh, 13 30-point games. And we were we just continuously joke around about, are, are we going to see a 40-point game? And then he dropped 70. That's what the next thing in line was. So, I mean, that, that kind of just says a lot about him. Like, what's he going to do next? We really don't know. Can he be the next Kobe? Can he be the next MJ? Maybe. We just got to find out. But this season, I think, we we saw a lot of new things from him. And we saw more of his ability to be a leader out on the floor. And we saw how his teammates stand up for him and how they work for him. So just so many things to be excited about. You know, there were so many jokes. There were so many jokes in general after Kobe's last game against the Suns about how Kobe was actually an alien and then took over Devin Booker's body and he as like the next what's the word kind of like the next in line like the continual lineage of the alien that's going to keep on just inhabiting the body of these young pros and take them over and become legends and stuff and you know I I remember even now we're having their are in jokes in the Suns community about the number 13 pick and how Kobe was the number 13 pick and then Devin was the number 13 pick and how like there's something about that pick of maybe that like down the line there'll be a 13 pick in Devin Booker's last season that's something how you know it's just this kind of in joke now about how there are a lot of similarities 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 there are a lot of simulations about um (laughs) It's, I, I don't know if I buy into all that stuff. I'm Currently, my laptop is sitting on a Kobe Bryant Nike's box oh. because that's just how it goes. Um, <laughs> it, it just, it's fate, you know? No, I'm just kidding. Um, I, I, I don't think Devin Booker is going to be a Kobe Bryant light or any of those kind of things. I kind of see him as becoming almost a Manu Ginobili type of player and all those things. I'm, I'm, tr- I'm trying so hard to keep my tempers or my expectations tempered as I guess the Hold right on. words to use for that. Hold on. So you see Devin Booker as a career sixth man? No. I, I think that... <laughs> That's all Manu is to me. Just a career I, sixth man. I know he Manu. the coattails <laughs> of a few better players and a really good coach and just happens to seem good. You know, I hate the Spurs, oh, and I I, I almost Spurs, don't even want to watch. <coughs> I I almost don't even want to watch the conference finals on because I know that I'm just going to be annoyed no matter what happens, <laughs> and like none of that matters. But I will say that that was one of those times, and it kind of continued on with the Thunder when they had Russell Westbrook, James Harden, and Kevin Durant, where James Harden came off the bench but was obviously better than Thabo that you have your be- one of your better players in your lineup come off the bench and play more minutes and is basically a starter, but just kind of helps with a mismatch and all those kind of things. While originally I thought that Devin Booker was just going to be only a sixth-man type of player, I thought that his ceiling was going to be one of those where you bring him off the bench as a mismatch for other bench units. And he plays more minutes than whoever's starting before him, whoever that be whether that Brandon Knight or whatever, but the minutes are staggered where basically, you know, maybe best case scenarios where it's Bledsoe, Knight, and Booker, and they all basically played the same amount of minutes, but the minutes are staggered so that, you know, one of them is, or two of them are on the floor at any single time. So while I don't want to say that I thought that he was only going to be a sixth man or any of those kind of things and just limit it to that, I think you have to look at, positions and who comes off the bench and who doesn't 
a little differently, especially after how Manu was obviously their better shooting guard in San Antonio when he originally became a sixth man type of player, but they wanted him to come off the bench to be to prove a bigger impact and play the same amount of minutes. See, maybe that's what we were trying to do with Brandon Knight, and that just obviously really flopped this season. Yeah, that flopped hard, man. I mean, like, I think that was kind of the original idea, is to be able to throw out lineups where it was Bledsoe, Knight, and Booker, and have Knight come off the bench, kind of stagger the minutes so two of them are always out. At least that's kind of the feeling that I got originally. But then, of course, that skyfall to whatever we're not talking this isn't the brandon knight appreciation thread or appreciation no podcast, it's whatever. episode 69 the devin booker appreciation show so <laughs> i just want to say that devin booker has become the face of the franchise in phoenix and it's something that we always kind of hoped would happen with eric Bledsoe, but he's kind of a quiet guy he's he's a good guy he's a nice guy he's a great player but just very reserved and not not as active on the social media, that type of thing. And Booker, 20 years old, he can't even drink. So, you know, he, I think he's just the kind of player that we needed. You know, he filled a need on the court and off the court. And something that I really appreciate from him is his Snapchat stories, his Instagram. I don't follow him on facebook i don't know if he has facebook but that kind of thing his twitter you know it's it's the kind of thing that today's generation uses a lot for following their favorite players and favorite teams so i think it's exciting that we have a guy who is utilizing all of these platforms and showing all the cool stuff he's doing while being amazing on the court so what do you guys think of booker as our face of the franchise I mean, hell, he was the face of the franchise before the season even ended last year. I feel like as soon as he got thrust into the starting job, as soon as Bledsoe went down, it was very quickly like, oh, this kid has the potential to be the face of the franchise. And we sent him to the lottery last year. Right. And, right. you know, he's was, he was making those the class moves about bringing that girl that has uh, special needs and stuff as his date like to the lottery and he he did something similar this year where he's gonna bring he's gonna represent the sons at the lottery and he's he's bringing along um i think uh, a boy with down syndromes sound down syndrome yeah he's he's like a lottery. special olympics athlete too i was just watching yeah a bunch of stuff about it today it's really cool but i feel like very early into his career even but it ended up working so well he has become the face of this franchise and something that we wished Eric Bledsoe would be and I feel like we pushed very hard and the marketing team pushed very hard for Bledsoe to be mm-hmm. originally but now I think everyone is kind of ahead, and it was very early in his career and all those things but we were pushing hard early for Booker to become that face of the franchise and you know so far it's worked out and I guess that's that's all we have to be happy for Right. We haven't had a guy like this in Phoenix since Nash. No one uh, brings the national spotlight here. No one's done that since Nash. Uh, and now Booker's national. doing that. That was good. Oh, that was good. <laughs> I didn't even recognize it. Mitch would be the one person to recognize that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would. King of the puns. We We haven't had a guy like this since Steve Nash. We haven't had a guy that brings the spotlight to Phoenix the way that Devin Booker has the potential to do. He's 20 years old. He's a scorer. That That's something sexy in the NBA. you got to score points to be sexy. He's also a handsome dude. Believe it or not, that, that helps out quite a bit. So, the, the more, like, could Devin Booker start a Golden State-type revolution here in Phoenix? Could we? Could he be our Steph Curry and watch some other guys hop on board? I think that's the kind of potential he has. And maybe in a few years, uh, people will want to come play with Devin Booker and we're going to see what happens here. That'd be amazing. I mean, KD and Steph are both free agents, right? Maybe they can come to Phoenix after this season and play with yeah, with Booker. Ditch Clay. We we have a we have a cooler shooting guard here in Phoenix. <laughs> 
He's got a way better haircut. Let's do this. Buckle up, buckaroos. I want to throw up really bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> and not like actually legitimately throw up, but like just because of the <laughs> Steph and KD talk. <laughs> yeah, you'd we know you'd rather have D'Lo and the, oh. what, Julius Randle. Oh Hey now, so I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah. There, there was a thought process <laughs> oh, going no. like on my way home from California. There was a thought process. Oh, what hold if on, my favorite no, Lakers could team up hold with on. my favorite Suns. Hear me out, and Hear then it'd out. be like the Los Angeles Suns. Hold on, and they could they could put a hot, they could put their stadium on the border of California <laughs> and Arizona, and we could just we we could take all their title. We could share their titles. Hey. It could be like Kobe was actually part of the Sun. That would be fun. <laughs> Hold on. Magic Johnson off, on the Phoenix Lakers. John Stockton first was off. better than Magic you, Johnson. You dirty. <laughs> you. First off, that's not true whatsoever. John Stockton it, wishes he could be Magic Johnson. But second off, my thought process was, huh, what if we got the second pick and the Lakers got the third pick? Like, you know, it's kind of like... Going, looking like it's going to be right, and what if the Suns could like just be like, all right, we're gonna pick Lonzo Ball. If you want Lonzo Ball that bad, you need to give us D'Angelo Russell and whatever <laughs> else, and then pair D'Angelo Russell with Devin Booker in the in Phoenix, and like have D'Angelo Russell try and become become as I kind of think him to be at least George Hill level. Well, George Hill sucks, so... Hold on. (laughs) You're not going to say that. (laughs) Because George Hill was a huge part of the Jazz actually making the playoffs, even though he's injured. He wasn't even good enough to play for the Pacers. The Pacers I just love that D'Angelo Russell is being compared to George Hill now. That's great. What happened to the D'Lo versus Booker debate? Now we're just saying D'Lo's like George Hill. (laughs) To be With fair, without the Jarrett Jack of himself. To be, fair, to be fair, I never compared those two. And second off, I don't think that I think that D'Angelo has a potential to be better. But at the worst case scenario, I feel like it could be George Hill, which George Hill on those Pacer teams is great. But Larry Bird is kind of an idiot, and he had to whole step down and all that other garbage because he's kind of a dumb traded George Hill, and then the twelfth pick for Jeff Teague. I mean, like, who looks at Jeff Teague and is like, huh, that's the guy that's going to push me over the edge. Jeff Teague. Like, come on now. But like, Paul George will be a Laker, like, any day now. I'm just waiting for it. I mean, he looks at D'Angelo Russell and thinks, huh, that's George Hill. I should join that team. Um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but no, like, I legitimately was thinking, like, huh, if, like, we get the second pick and the Lakers get the third, can we somehow, like, swindle D'Angelo Russell from them so and still get Josh Jackson and get, like, D'Angelo Russell on the third pick and get, be able to get Josh Jackson like we want and, like, get Russell? Because I feel like Russell and Devin Booker would play really well together. I don't. <laughs> How do you not think that? D'Angelo Russell is a great passer. He is not super ball dominant, but he can be. So when when Booker is off the court, like he could easily be the main ball handler while also deferring to Booker, like while Booker is on the court. Well, that's got to be in his contract. He has to defer to Devin Booker, and if then you, maybe I'd okay. Him. Hold on, have you watched D'Angelo Russell play? He defers a ton. Never, never. That's, I hate the Lakers. I can't even put him on my TV. That's your problem. <laughs> That's your problem, is that <laughs> D'Angelo Russell actually, like, how he plays is he's a pass-first guard, but he can take over if he wants to, which I think is perfect next to Devin Booker. How many assists did this pass-first guard average of the season compared to points? Have you seen the people that he's passing to? I mean, all they, well, all they are are ice He asked you a question, Who David. cares if you're pass-first <laughs> if you're not assist-first? If it passes, doesn't okay, even matter so if it's not an assist. When you're you know? passing to Lou Williams, Julius Randle, Brandon Ingram. man. His name's, and, his name's Sweet yeah, Lou. But he didn't boost frickin' James Harden's assist numbers because all Lou Williams does is ISO. He's Lou Buckets, but he does it by ISO. <laughs> I th- 
I don't actually know D'Angelo Russell's numbers off the top of my head, so I'm going to have to Fake fam. You know what, you piece of <laughs> Like... <laughs> this has gotten you guys so are far like, out of hand. That's too much, son. You guys are like so tanked up right now that you can't even like realize like, oh no, that would actually be like a decent fit. Like, I would hate that. You would, I would not hate that. If you watched D'Angelo Russell, which by the way he averaged four point eight assists, Ooh, which is not 4. that good. 8. But four point eight—that's not even five. <laughs> good job, good job, Chuck. You can do math. Um, <laughs> like, you are also the person that is like, oh, Russell Westbrook tri- averaged a triple-double. Like, what a scrub. <laughs> like, D'Angelo Russell, with people that can actually shoot the ball, would be great. But when he's playing with people like Lou Williams and Julius Randle, who only know how to f- <laughs> ISO, like, of course he's not going to get that many assists. But, like, for real, like, if you, if you actually watch D'Angelo Russell which I have, like, you would know that the people that he was passing to weren't spot-up shooters besides Nick Young as his best spot-up shooter. Like, if you look, take that into account, he should probably have more assists. And his games where, like, he took over a game for them and scored, like, 30-ish points, which we're not going to ask him to do if we traded for him, which all this whole thing is, I don't know why I'm talking about this in general, but I am. And I'm not stopping because I'm proving my point that D'Angelo would work great alongside Booker. And all I'm imagining is D'Angelo, Booker, I don't give a f***. And then Bender and Chris you know or TJ and Chris, like, it would be awesome. You're right. And that's my And, and that's, that's because Devin Booker makes everyone around him so much better. That's why they would work well together. But I don't think Russell does the same. Tyler Eulis makes Tyler his, Eulis. Uh, now, now Tyler Eulis is a player. Okay. <laughs> if we, ha- but like, here's the thing: if we have Tyler Eulis and play Tyler Eulis, Russell, Booker, no Warren slash Jackson and Chris, Russell can That's hit like three seven pointers. guys. That's like seven guys. You can put five. Yeah, out if on we the played court. seven hey. versus five, we'd win every game. You know you, you salty. <laughs> I said five guys. I threw out two different five guy lineups just there, but we could play those and like throw out a solid lineup that can hit the three from every position, can guard like really well. Minus like Tyler Ulis, who couldn't guard like four or fives, but he could guard other stuff even though he's super short. But like it would be great. And you know you guys are. You know what? This is supposed to be a Phoenix Suns Homer <laughs> podcast, and we're talking nice about the Lakers. I can't stand that. I I'm only talking nice on about show. D'Angelo Russell. What the hell are you talking about? I'm you only know what talking, I'm talking nice about, about D'Angelo Russell right now. <laughs> I just talked about how like their entire team was crap and all this other stuff, and how like we should like try and screw them over to so they can have Lonzo Ball like they want to, and like Lonzo wants to, and get like D'Angelo and Josh Jackson out of the deal, like. Where am I talking nice about the Lakers? I'm talking about screwing them over. You said something about how Kobe should come back to the league and start in front of Devin Booker on the Phoenix Lakers. I don't, I don't know, man. We just need to move it on, I think. That's too much, son. All right, everyone. Welcome back to episode 69 of the Sunny and Phoenix podcast, the Devin Booker Appreciation Show. So now I want to get into Devin Booker's hairstyle. You know, it's something that I think is truly special. We did our all hair team last season, and I kind of regret he not, was not on. I, I kind of regret not putting him on there because this year he definitely would be. He's got the, uh, it's, I don't even know how to explain it, like the faux hawk thing with the line shaved into the side. It's pretty dope looking. So, I mean, any thoughts on the Devin Booker haircut? <laughs> so where do we go from, from here? here? You know. <laughs> any other <laughs> i really hope that i remember the edits that i'm mentally making right now there's a lot of like what i'm gonna oh. do because it's really funny but i have a feeling that i might not this is gonna be terrible this is gonna be bad oh, shut up are you saying i'm a bad <laughs>
what else is there to say about his hair? <laughs> he has two lines in it, and it's kind of a faux. Anyway, welcome back to episode 69 of the Sonny and Phoenix podcast, the Devin Booker Appreciation Show. So, Devin Booker has one of the freshest haircuts in the league. Last year, we did our all-haircut team, and somehow we were all dumb enough to leave him off the list. This year, that won't be the case. He's got a pretty cool faux hawk, if you will, with one or two lines shaved in it, and it just it makes him look like he's going fast all the time. Does uh, does anyone have any other comments on that? I wish you would have said that, like, just a little bit more like Harry Carey. It looks like he's going fast like the- just about all the time. <laughs> See, I was exactly. That hey, everybody! I was thinking like freaking Will Ferrell and Talladega Nights. It's like he might as well have flame shaved into the side of his head, or or little wheels so, on his head. There we go. There we go. And you know, we just had a debate that we probably had to edit out of the episode, but. It may be confirmed that Devin Booker racks the two stripes shaved into the side of his head, whatever the kids call that now nowadays. But if the Nike deal ever falls out for him, we could uh We can give him a deal go. with sport clips. I no, go to sport no. clips. That's a great place. <laughs> Hot towel shave? Is that is that a thing? Only with the MVP. But anyways <laughs> only with the MVP. <laughs> How, okay, Google. Oh, it's not doing it because I'm on. Whatever. You know what? Stop it. I don't want you to call that. Devin Booker haircut. So this one. Okay. So he does have two stripes. I know we just argued that. Two or a few? Two. I guess like a few two. is also two. But two. No, I'd say a couple is two, a few is three or more. Same. Probably yeah, like three same. to six is a few. Because well, anything more than six is a bunch. Hmm. So the original crappy joke I wanted to make was maybe he can shave one more line into the side of his head if the Nike deal falls through and then get picked up by Adidas. Ooh. You think that's a possibility? I think that's smart. That's a good that's a joke. That's a great idea. That's a fantastic joke. And if that falls through, he could shave an NB into his head and be sponsored by New Balance. New Balance. (laughs) New Balance, um, I'll tell you this as a a married man, (laughs) if you wear a pair of New Balance, Devin Booker does not wear New Balance. No, he doesn't. Okay, so, I mean, since we're talking about Devin Booker, like... Oh, my God, you know what I just found? (laughs) Someone merged oh D'Angelo Russell and Devin Booker's faces together. Oh, it looks really weird. Face swap? What What would it look no, like if they had a baby? It's not even a face swap. It's one of those things about like, oh, what would their baby look yeah, like? Yeah, yeah, that's what I just said. Like. That just made Devin Booker 50% less attractive. There's also one of him and Alan Crabb, which is really weird. Oh. What about... What's it's his got name? a lot of ears. Alan, the guy who plays Snape in Harry Potter. Is there one of those? No, but there's Ricky Rubio. Oh. Marco Rubio. Marco Rubio is a handsome guy. I can't say the same about Ricky, though. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Are you arguing that Marco Rubio is a better-looking man than Ricky Rubio? What the hell's wrong with you, boy? That's what I just said, David. Dude, have you seen I stand Ricky by Rubio? It and I don't is even... Ricky Rubio's full name Richard? Because I cannot imagine calling him no, Richard. No, his name is Ricky Rubio. Okay, good. At least as long when in my he... head canon. If Ricky, if Ruby, anything, it'd be Ricardo. Oh yeah, I could see that, but not Richard. If you were to take the human bo- embodiment of a cat, it would be Ricky Rubio. What? Yeah, my cat's not a very good shooter either. <laughs> but he looks good while he's Got doing him. it. Oh! I also don't have a cat. But, <laughs> but your <laughs> non-existent cat looks really good while he's not shooting very well. He can really dish it. Milk dish it. Oh, yeah. Do you think Ricky Rubio eats a lot of fish? And milk. Like a cat. Do we have anything else, or do we need to go to non-sports related plugs? Hold on. We didn't even get Chuck's joke. I almost said Chuck's choke. Chuck's (laughs) joke about Adidas. I'm sorry. Oh, I nailed that already, I thought we did. You missed it. I, I nailed it. 
everybody laughed. There was yeah. the the rim shot and the symbol. It was good. Did you? Yeah. You just missed it. I don't. F- I feel like you didn't. No, I, I gave. I it. thought we got it. Ask the people. The, the the all the people watching this and listening to this. They <laughs> they remember. Anyway, David, I believe, has some more information about Devin Booker on episode 69, including Michael Jordan. So let's hear it. Yes. So, as you know, this has nothing actually to do with my tangent, but I wanted to go about this earlier. Now I just don't care enough to, like, edit it into the first part where, like, we talked about him getting drafted and stuff. But, like, how great is it that Magic Johnson, not Magic Johnson, the other MJ, Michael Jordan, decided to declined four first round picks for his n- number nine pick in 2015 that he ended up taking Frank Kaminsky with that the Celtics were offering him so that way they could pick Justice Winslow. Like, how awesome is that? Because, like, if he would have said, like, oh, yeah, cool, like, I'm good with four first round picks, who isn't? And then let the Celtics pick Justice Winslow, then the Heat would have picked Devin Booker and we would have had Frank Kaminsky. And, like, Frank Kaminsky's cool and all. How, like, awesome is it that, like, he decided to just draft Frank Kaminsky and decline that four first-rounder offer? Like, how much better would the Hornets have been if they would have, like, used common sense or had someone else make the decisions beside MJ? So, back to my conspiracy theory that we st- kind of started the show off with. We we knew that Michael wouldn't want Devin Booker to be with him in Charlotte so he passed on him and took Kaminsky and he t- he turned down those four first round picks just so he wouldn't have to have he knew what would have happened he didn't want Devin Booker in the east he didn't want him falling to Miami so that's why he declined that trade he didn't want to see him in his practice gym he didn't want to see him a few times a year when the Hornets and the Heat matched up so you know, really, what what you said just adds a little more reliability and believability to my original conspiracy theory. Or maybe Michael Jordan is just a terrible view of talent, and that's why he picked Kwame Brown number one for the Wizards. Great basketball player, great golfer, terrible front office member for an NBA organization. Decent actor. But... I mean, like, is he a great golfer? I mean, yeah, he is. I mean, like, if you just compare him to Charles Barkley, like, I'm a great golfer, but like, right, Same. But MJ know. can play. You're right. MJ, uh, man, I I don't have the story off the top of my mind, but I know that MJ likes to gamble when he plays, but he plays good golfers when he makes when he gambles. Okay. So, I think you know you have to win at least once to be able to make a bet over and over with a professional golfer. So he's got to be able to, he's got to be decent. Can we transition to conspiracy theories and talk about like the conspiracy theory that he was actually like suspended from the league for that year and a half. And that's why he went and played baseball because he was gambling, got his dad killed. I mean, would you want Michael Jordan to get the Pete Rose treatment? Would you want to see that? Like Pete Rose is, just he got drugged through the muck after he it was found out that he was gambling on games. He can't get into the Hall of Fame. The guy like he goes around to sports autograph conventions and just like spits out autographs for cheap because there there's like that's what he does for fame. That's how he sees his people. That's how he like everything's so messed up and like as the league, the NBA, could you see them doing that to MJ? The greatest player to ever play? I, I just don't see it. So maybe that does hold some merit. David Stern has done some really shady Yeah. I mean, like, if there was one person in the entirety of, like, sports in general that I would expect to do, like, shady like that, it would be either David Stern or Roger Goodell. Tom Brady. <laughs> just silence after the Tom Brady mention. <laughs> I know everybody agrees with me not to say anything. I see Mitch what a like cheater. I see Mitch talking, and there's gonna be audio on his audio once. Like I get it, but like right now he's just mute. <laughs> I don't know what he's saying. <laughs> oh no! 
Has, have we heard from Mitch in like the last 15 minutes or so? I'm a little worried now. Oh, oh no. Mitch. Crap. Mitch has. I oh, forgot to unmute it. <laughs> oh. Roger Goodell is awful. That's what I was saying. Roger Goodell is just so terrible. I just want to say that. See, I was going to go into this conspiracy theory about how like Mitch like actually traveled to the Mubina Triangle. Well, like we couldn't hear him, and that's the problem. Yep, and he was actually was abducted by aliens. You know, some people say the moon landing wasn't real. I'm not entirely convinced the moon is real. It's actually a giant ball of cheese. It's it's a hologram. Look into it, people. You see, Mitch, open your eyes. Mitch is actually on the same boat as Kyrie in saying that the Earth is flat. So no, no, I'm not like, on that boat. Typical flat earthers. Like, then you try and decline it because, like, you're afraid that people will not like you as much because you saw the, like, fallout from Kyrie. But, like, <laughs> in reality, you are the biggest Kyrie fanboy. Well, the I do like Kyrie. He makes a great pair of shoes, I will say that. The Kyrie 2s are some of the best shoes I've ever owned. But uh, Hold on. I thought you were going to say he makes a great parachute, and I was just – like wondering how you knew that he made it yeah for when he falls off the side of the earth obviously no the flat earth thing i actually heard about that like a year ago that it was gaining some traction and you know i'm really into i'm really into conspiracy theories i don't know if i've ever talked about it on the show i don't think i have but i think that stuff is really interesting um but the flat earth one is just one that i really really struggle with and like i just have no inclination to to even like study it is that because conspiracy theories are like in general just really dumb i mean there's i think there's a lot out there that are very interesting and that like are kind of cool and explain a lot of things but there are some that are just flat out dumb and i think that the flat earth one is one of them i mean jet fuel can't melt steel beams i mean okay 9-11 9-11 conspiracies, like, there's a lot of interesting stuff out there, you know. But the Flat Earth, I just don't see nearly as much, like, evidence. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's going to be all good. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Not me. See what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Hear what I'm saying? See what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Hey, so, I'm going to be real. I just ran to the bathroom, came back in, heard something <laughs> along the lines of... Um, steel beams and jet fuel. I think I heard something including those statements. Um, maybe let, let's just put this at a, as a disclaimer at the top of the episode and leave it in here now because this is pretty ridiculous. But this episode is the equivalent of a <laughs> post on Reddit. <laughs> yeah, this is what happens yep. when you have a crummy team and it gets a little. It, we're into those playoffs. There's not much for us to talk about right now, Phoenix Suns related. We did a way too early draft episode last week. We recognize that. <laughs> but it was a dope-ass so, draft episode. It was good. I thought it was good. It was a good episode, but it was a little early. But what I'm getting at here is we're having some fun with it tonight. We put one of these out for you guys every week. We love that you listen. But, you know, we just wanted to have a good time tonight. We hope you guys enjoy it, too. Yes. Let us know in the comments below. Rate and subscribe. But uh, Let us know in the know, comments below, like what is your favorite <laughs> conspiracy theory? <laughs> yeah, I am happy to answer any questions anyone has on that kind of stuff. Mitch will reply to every single YouTube comment made on this video. I personally guarantee that. Considering there's going to be one of you, it's going to be really easy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All one of you. <laughs> Maybe, if we get that lucky this time. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you for listening to episode 69 of the Sunny and Wait, Phoenix hold on. Podcast. Are we really going to end it right there? <laughs> Shouldn't we yeah. like go full circle and talk about Devin okay, Booker or something? Let's, let's bring it full circle. This is episode 69 of the Sunny and Phoenix podcast, the Devin Booker appreciation thread. Um. We're we're just going to wrap up with some final thoughts on Devin Booker. He's our baby boy. He's our golden boy, our shining little baby golden pony boy, and we all love him. I love his sweet shooting and his fancy hair 
and his lack of defense. Just everything you could ever want from a Suns player. And he's going to be a truly special all-star caliber superstar within the next three years. You heard it here first. So anyone else have any other thoughts before we wrap it on up? Did you just say that everyone that likes the Suns likes no defense and good shooting? (laughs) Basically. Well, that's what we're here for, man. Like, that's that's the style that we're used to. You know, so. <laughs> whatever. I'm down. R.I.P. The Rockets, by the way. Oh, my oh. gosh. Man. Pringles. Man, Pringles. It's because he so shaved the mustache. I really felt like this was going to be the second year where Mike D'Antoni was going to be able to get past the Spurs, and I was really wrong. Like. I think he was suffering from post-Pringle depression. Post-traumatic Pringles. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> I I actually started thinking about it and how like Mike D and Tony system and I was doing a very serious like breakdown deconstruction by myself in my underwear eating Doritos. But like the best way. Excuse you, Pringles. I wasn't eating Pringles because I wasn't thinking that, I wasn't thinking that far into the joke because I didn't actually do this. <laughs> but like I was thinking and like man, like if D'Antoni could figure out a way to somehow implement like a somewhat like seventy five percent second seven seconds or less and then a twenty five percent like okay, actually set up a play right here, it'd be awesome. But he just can't do it. And then I just realized that he wasn't our coach in 2010. He didn't actually be able to get past the Spurs. It was uh, Alvin Gentry. So RIP Mike D'Antoni. Because uh, I was trying to give you credit, and there's no credit to give. RIP in peace. Like, <laughs> do you, okay, do you think Mike, Mike D'Antoni will ever get past the Spurs? Or does he just, like, know that it's inevitable? and just cry every night whenever he has to see them in his dreams. I just hope it doesn't come to that point anymore. Like, I want the Spurs to not make the playoffs next year. But, like, that's not going to happen. We know it's not going to happen. be beautiful. But think about how amazing that would be if the Spurs and the Lakers didn't make the playoffs. I mean, like, the Lakers haven't made the playoffs in the last, like, five years. So, like, are you really going to still beat that I know, so we're halfway there. And it gets better each year, too. Uh, (laughs) I mean, like... (laughs) I feel like just because of recency bias, like, I feel like I would rather, much more rather the Spurs, like, not make the playoffs, especially since they haven't made the playoffs for one year in their entire existence. Yeah, well, I actually, what a I agree with would say. Well, you know, but like, I do agree with him on that, I have to say. I would rather see the Lakers get, like, an eight seed or something. I mean, and like. And us get, like, a seven. If, and then if they get the eight the seed. The Spurs not make it. By the Warriors, so. Yeah, that would be enjoyable. Okay, so I'll just try to wrap things up, go full circle here. Devin Booker, episode 69. This is a tribute. You got to believe me. Okay. Okay, do you guys really think there's beef between Booker and Euless since they were both in Kentucky at the Derby and they didn't? apparently hang out or have any instagram posts with each other oh dang that's bad news you, you just cut off my i'm sorry it all up full circle thing <laughs> but that hurts man i mean like it hurts of course they're not fighting they're best friends are you sure they're best though? friends forever but they didn't have ff but they didn't have instagram posts together they're the kind of people that like lay on their beds with their corded phones and they like kick their feet up and lay on their stomachs you know and like rest their their no, head you on hang their up first. hand no you hang yeah. up first i'm never gonna i was just gonna up. ask they argue over who hangs up first so i'm glad that chuck went there too yeah that's yeah. exactly how uh-huh. it goes we know that's, that that's what i imagine so here wrapping but they up. like live in the same place too so it's like one room away. yeah they do live like maybe 30 feet away they can actually them. argue through the like drywall of their bedrooms about who hangs up first. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So I'm sorry, you can go back to your like wrap things up. I'm sorry, Chuck. Okay, full circle wrapping things up. Um 
Devin Booker. Okay, first of all, if you've heard a few episodes, you've probably heard me talk about Game of Thrones in some extent. Never. Just never. Yeah, probably not. But I love Game of Thrones, the books, and the show. I I read the books. I don't mess around. But the movies are garbage. So no movies. But anyways, there. I I will not spoil anything here. But uh, a recurring deal within the books is the prince that is promised also known as Azora High for all of you nerdy Game of Thrones fans like me but anyways the prince that was promised there are many prophecies about him and things that will happen before he comes and we talk about this number 13 pick the Kobe was the number 13 pick and then he inhabited Devin Booker when he retired the next 13 pick to take things over. So we've seen things like this. I just really think that Devin Booker is truly the prince that was promised that will come to Phoenix and save the Phoenix Suns from the Dark Knight. The Dark Brandon Knight. All all of you Suns fans will enjoy it. All of you Game of Thrones fans should probably enjoy that because it just made me laugh at my own joke. So it must have been kind of funny. But anyways... Devin Booker, prince that was promised. He's taking things over, and that's all I got. I have no poetic ending to it because this has just been a ridiculous episode, and why would we make anything pretty on this thing? This is this is sloppy. I mean, like, roll. you were just saying that, and you were, like, throwing it, like, to the wayside of how it was sloppy and stuff, but Kobe Bryant did have a recent meetup with George R.R. R. Martin, recently what? yeah no i'm for real there was an instagram post of like him what? hanging out with george r. r martin wow. dude i hope he's motive kobe's like motivating him to push through the end and finish this book that we've all been waiting on for like a decade we're just waiting for the next book to come out hopefully kobe hopefully you got a little mamba up in him <laughs> a little mamba george r r mamba george r r mamba nice <laughs> i think this actually just like may like convince george r r martin that like he shouldn't finish a song of ice and fire and he should instead like write under a new alias of george r r mamba and write a new book series under that it's called game of zones i was gonna say <laughs> only on bleacher report i was gonna say it was called game of those are pretty funny game of bone i was trying to think of some comic booky thing because george r r martin Fun fact, huge comic book fan and had a letter printed in an old issue of Fantastic Four back in the, like, late 60s, early 70s about how, like... like when he was a kid, yeah. Yeah, like, how about how great, like, the thing was and all that stuff. So, like, he really was... It's not Game of Zones, it's called Game of... I don't, I don't actually... can't think of a superhero that rhymes with Thrones, but... A song of ice and human torch. Game of loans. A, it's about a banker. A, go, a game of ice man and human torch. It works. There okay. you go. Nice. Well, for Beautiful. my non-sports related plug. <laughs> Wait, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't my plug. I didn't get to plug my podcast called Upgeek Creek Pod. You can email okay, us at upgeekcreekpod at gmail.com. You can go on YouTube. Upgeek Creek Podcast. There's a review of guardians of the galaxy 2 that's dope and baller and i'm not drunk while doing it but like it's cool and it's on youtube and it's not on anything else because i had other things to do in my life but it's cool nice and you should check that out and send me emails and go to our twitter upkeep creek pod and like hang out and say cool stuff and talk about how george R. R. martin really is the spawn of wait no he's not the spawn he's the savior whatever he's john snow Go to Up Geek, Peak, Up Geek Creek Pod on Twitter, on YouTube, on Gmail. Do it. It's great. Winky nice. face. All right. So I'm I'm going to plug an album that came out in 2013 by Thy Art is Murder. It's called Hate. It's brutal. It's awesome. Listen to it. My favorite songs are Reign of Darkness, The Purest Strain of Hate, Immolation, and Infinite Forms. It just crushes. It's so heavy. So go listen to Hate by Thy Art is Murder. And think about the Lakers when you listen to it. (laughs) 
Make sure to get a hold of us on social media. Our Twitter is at Sunny and PHX Pod. Our email is Sunny and PHX Pod at gmail.com. And check us out over at our new host, the Deepish Thoughts Podcast Network, over at deepishthoughts.com. Thanks for listening to the Sunny and Phoenix Podcast. If you'd like to further support the show, you can head over to tpublic.com slash user slash sunny and PHX. That's tepublic.com slash user slash sunny and PHX. We've got t-shirts, mugs, phone cases, all kinds of stuff. You can get our famous cheese is warming up design or just one that says sunny and PHX. Again, tpublic.com slash user slash sunny and PHX. And go suns. All right, everyone, that'll do it. Thanks for listening to episode 69 of the Sunny and Phoenix podcast, the Devin Booker Appreciation Show. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. You probably didn't, but whatever. Go Suns. Bye.